1: of Phillies today, here on a Thursday, uh, Thursday morning, where the Phillies are coming off taking two of three from those Slam Diego Padres out there in San Diego uh, at Petco Park, where the Phillies come away winning two of three against another team that is just trying to hang on uh, by the. Smallest of margins, whatever you want to call it, uh, in the wild card race. And the Padres are now seven games back, I believe, in the wild card race, while the Phil's maintain that first wild card spot with a record of 75 and 61. Uh, Padres are seven, but no, it's seven back. Uh, Sorry, I was literally looking at a different date. Of course, 77 and 62, obviously. Like I said. Uh the Padres 66 and 75, seven games back, Phillies 77 and 62. Uh and the Phillies are in first place in the wild card as they push the Padres back in the wild card race. And the Phillies win yesterday by a score of five to one on the heels of a phenomenal Zach Wheeler start. Um and some some good offense by a leadoff uh bomb by Cal Shorber. Another one breaks the franchise record. Uh, Jimmy Rollins set back in 2007 when he had that MVP season. Um, but we're going to get to all of this. We're going to, you know, normal stuff today uh, for the most part. Going to do a key moments recap, game takeaways, series takeaways against San Diego. Preview uh, this weekend's series. The Phillies do have the day off uh, today slash tonight. And they'll be back at it at the bank um, against the Miami Marlins. Uh, and I'll, I'll actually be at the game Friday excited for that. We're going to have Yuri Perez and Christopher Sanchez going at it uh, for the Fightins. So three game set with the Marlins. And we'll get into a couple of big injuries uh, from Miami side um, that really could affect uh, the Marlins going forward. Is there actually the the Marlins? I believe are still, yeah, they're still, uh, they have the third wild card spot, 72 and 67 big, couple of big injuries um, for them. So we're going to, We'll get into uh, into uh, the big injuries there for the Marlins. Preview that series. Then we'll get to around the league, uh, and then this day in Philly's history have a, a couple of good ones, more than a couple of good ones. There's like four or five good uh, this day in Philly's history uh, notes here uh, to look back throughout the years. Um, so let's start it off with uh, the recap from yesterday. Uh, all fills. All fills. Um, if you didn't weren't able to watch, it was all fills offensively. Um, no, it was not like a fifteen to one game, but it, the fills take this one five to one And top of the first. Kyle Schwarber with a solo missile, four hundred and sixty five feet out to the batter's eye, takes Michael Waka deep. Top of the fourth, Bryce Harper finally breaks out of the slump uh, with a two RBI double, and Mundo Sosa and Kyle Schwarber would score. Three zip fightins. Top of the fifth. JT Realmuto hits a solo homer. JT has been hot. Four nothing. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies. And then later that inning, Jake Cave with an RBI single. Um, and that's. I mean, all the Phillies would need would be way back in the fourth. But Jake Cave RBI single. Five nothing. Fills. Um, bottom of the fifth. Uh, defensively, Brandon Marsh uh, in right center field. Gary Sanchez hits. Uh, Hits one deep, but Brandon Marsh would rob Gary Sanchez out in right center field uh, to keep uh, it a five-nothing game. In the bottom of the ninth, uh, the Potters would break up the shutout. Garrett Cooper would drive home Xander Bogarts on, those, on a single, um, and it'll be five-one. fills. but then Matt Strom would get Jose Azucar uh, to strike out swinging to get the fightins. A series win against the that's what's in Slam Diego Padres, who have had an awful disappointing year um, as far as uh, the talent they have on that team. So, But your fills, they get this W and a very, very, very much needed W um, uh, to win this series. I'm saying that like it was like, uh, no, nah, I mean, obviously I think every, every – game is important at this point, even though like we feel like we have a comfortable lead in the wild card race. But I, th- I think it's from here on out, and it should be like this every series, but from here on out, just take two of three. Every series you go into I feel comfortable with just taking two of three every series. That that's where I'm at right now. So game takeaways, Zach Wheeler, uh another I mean Wheeler two six oh ERA since the all star break. He goes six, uh, seven strikeouts, two walks, zero earned runs. Wheeler has just been uh, fantastic since the All Star break. Um, to start the season, he was a little inconsistent and uh, not, uh, you know, the Zach Wheeler that we have come to know um, since he's been in a Phillies uniform. But since the All Star break, again, a microscopic two six zero ERA being one of the best uh, hurlers starting hurlers in the National League since he also breaking wheeler continues this we want to see this uh, as uh, I mean perfect time for him to uh to for him to be pitching this way and he can hopefully carry it into October where the fills are you know really gonna need him um, but they definitely need him to continue throwing like this uh, right now you get the perfect mix of wheeler um, you know Throwing six shutout innings and the Phil's giving you, you know, good enough run support. Um, where Wheeler didn't need to have a, you know, a super incredible start, but he has a really good one. So there you go. Um Kyle Schwarber. Second takeaway. Tenth leadoff homer this. Like I mentioned, 10th leadoff homer this season breaks Jared Wool's record in 07. 465 off the bat. I mean, what is this guy? This guy is extremely hot right now. Um, I really, I don't want to see him hit 200 this year. I want him to hit below 200 and hit 50 homers just for the heck of it. Uh, and, and I mean, are we, when are we gonna put to? I mean, I really don't want to talk about it anymore. But let's just put it to bed. Like, look, it was cool 15, 20 years ago to have your leadoff hitter, uh, be fast, be a base dealer, and whatnot. And I. I'm not saying that's like a bad thing to have your leadoff guy be fast and be a good base dealer, but that's not everything like Schwarber, like Schwarber is still productive. Like it's still, you could say, well, he has to hit over 200 to be good. No, no, he doesn't. I mean, so what if he's, if he's automatically, if he's hitting five points higher, now you're going to be automatically happy because he's hitting at 200. No, look at the end of the day, Schwarber OPS, OPS is an extremely more important uh, statistic than batting average. And that's a fact. Um, his OPS is now twenty three percent above league average. Um, he has forty one home runs now. We're a third, uh, in the National League, and he has a three forty five on base percentage. He is a productive player offensively. Like he is, he, we all know how bad defensively he is. Not taking, not saying, uh, you know, he's all around a great baseball player, but offensively, um, he's a good baseball player. Uh, I I understand the 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 want for him to hit hit over 200 optically it's you know and me even growing up I'm 28 like growing up and batting average still you know being important when I was a kid to a certain extent like I get it but like you know baseball has advanced to a certain extent um you know uh, looking at value of players um and Kyle Schwarber has kind of you know him and like Max Muncy I know Max Muncy isn't a leadoff hitter short well it's Schwarber's you know leadoff hitter here but um I, I'm I'm fine with Schwarber at leadoff I'm completely fine with it he's hitting so on base percentage is almost 350 now is a good on base percentage he has 40 plus homers and his OPS is well above league average now like there's nothing there's no I understand the leadoff thing I I uh, like I understand why certain people are upset, but at the same time, like get over it. It is what it is. Um, so Schwarber, uh, continuing to rake and continuing to be productive offensively. I want to see him get the 50. Sorry. Get the 50 Schworbs, please. Uh, Bryce Harper, last takeaway, finally breaks out of the slump. Uh, it's good to see him break out of that slump because, um, hopefully this is a good timing. and gets in a slump and then Harper will finish out the year where he'll just get hot. And, um, and carry that into the playoffs where we saw what he did last year. So important for him, important for Bryce to break out uh, of the slump. And he does it on a two RBI smoked double, um, that would bring home Edmundo Sosa and Kyle Schwarber to score, um, at that point in the fourth inning. Um, and that's all they would need really. Uh, so good to see Harper break out of the slump. Um, but also like last thing, grow the beard back, bro, grow the beard back. I, it, I don't hate it, but it looks weird. Uh, I didn't like your look, and uh, you look like you're just an older version of where you are in the Nationals. And I don't, I don't want to be reminded of that. I only want to think of you as a Philly. Okay, so there you go. Uh, series takeaways, I, and I mentioned this already, um, but I'll just rehash it real quick. Keep taking two of three from teams. That's my series takeaway. My first one um, against San Diego, you take two of three. The second game was not great. You lost eight nothing. Um, on the heels of a bad Michael Lorenzen start. uh, But continue to take two of three. It, look, it's a long season. We all know this. I mean, how many times we got to say this as baseball fans? It's a long season, but continue to take two of three uh, from every baseball team that you face, as long as, you know, it's three, four-game series, whatever it is, just worry about winning series. Um, You know, we complain about it after every loss now, which is kind of like almost like, good thing that we're like this locked in, which, which I'm, um, which I love, but um, taking two of three of teams uh, and especially from a team that's in a wild wildcard race. I know the, it's not like it was the giant series, um, what a couple of weeks ago, but still San Diego is still trying to claw. I mean, you think San Diego is still trying to stay in this wild card race. So it's important to, to win games against uh, these teams that um, are trying to stay in it. And, you know, because it has sort of that playoff atmosphere to a certain extent. So, I think that's important. Uh, second takeaway from the San Diego series, Tywin Walker in the win stat. <laughs> uh, you know, Walker Walker wasn't great on Monday, and uh, but he still got the win. And he has 15 wins now. And Walker hasn't had a bad season. There was a stretch for a couple of months where he was good. But he goes five innings, four earned runs, and he still picks up the win. Right? That, that He picked up the win in that game, right? He, he picked it up. I'm 99% sure he did. And it's just like, I, I just, I, I, I was trying to think of some, you know, some takeaways from the series. And like, one of I had to bring this up at some point. Okay? Like, it's like, oh, will you just keep, they just win with them. I'm like, dude, I don't know about that. And and Walker, like, it's not, you can make, sometimes make the argument, well, some guys go deep into games and, you know, that's how much they mean to their team. But like, Walker went five innings, dude. He went five innings. It's not like, it's not like Walker's going deep into games, seven, eight innings and giving up like three earned and really giving your team a chance to win, like. Man, Walker went five innings. Come on, like we're—I'm not doing this with the win stat, okay? So like, Walker is just proving the point that the win stat is just one of the worst statistics, um, in sports. In sports, uh, and I—I I mean, Walker hasn't been bad, but I mean, look, his ERA is four one five. That's a one hundred four ERA plus. That's four ERA. You know, hundred is league average. It's four percent. So it's basically league average. Let's be real. It's basically league average, and he's fifteen wins on the season, which is third in baseball, or third in the National League. I mean, come on, man, or second or third somewhere there. And yeah, that's all I have to say from that. I mean, Walker was okay. He was okay at best. He was okay at best, and uh, I'm just I'm just tired of the win stat. Okay. It's like oh, well, they just went with them. Look at that. It's like, well no, it's you're 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 an old-head baseball fan and you just want the some of these stats to still be worth something. And like the win stat still is like look, batting average to me isn't like worthless at all. I still think there's some value to it, but like the win stat there's no value in the win stat. I I I've yet to hear somebody tell me, "Oh, the there there's to give me a good argument to why the win stat um, matters in baseball. Still, it mattered for we thought it mattered for a hundred years, and now it doesn't. Anyway, so that's my second takeaway. My last one, uh, I'm not super worried about Michael Lorenzen. Um, I, I know he had a bad start, really bad start, and he hasn't been good since uh, those first, what, two, two. I mean, the the Marlins start his debut, and then the no hitter. He was. Uh, obviously, it was fantastic in those games, um, but he hasn't been good since then. But not worried about Lorenzen yet, unless he can, the next couple of starts he really starts to lay like, pile up, um, like mediocre to bad starts. Then I'll be concerned. But right now, I'm not super worried about Michael Lorenzen. Um, so that's my last takeaway from the series. So at the end of the day, you take two of three from San Diego. That's what you're happy about, um, and they took care of business to a certain extent, except for game two. But two, two of three. I'm, that's where that's where you're happy about. Um, don't get too greedy. All right. So we start a series on Friday tomorrow uh, against the Miami Marlins. Again, I will be at game one. I'm very excited. Uh, it's 7.05 start night. And then games two and three on Saturday. Uh, the second game will be at 6.05 p.m. And then uh, Sunday 1.05 uh, to round it out. Um, so... Marlins come in seventy and sixty-seven, uh, twenty-fifth in runs scored. Um, starting pitching is tenth in uh ERA uh, currently. Relief pitching, eighteenth um in earned run average. And they're seven and three in the last ten games. They've been hot. They've been really hot. Um, but the problem is here's the problem: they're losing two of their best players. Um, Sandy Alcontra's news came out yesterday. Sandy Alcantara. Uh, right forearm flexor strain will be on the 15-day IL, and Jorge Soler right oblique strain, not as bad, but still on 10-day IL. When the Marlins are in, you know, this race, 72 and 67, their wild card spot. I mean, you need your best players. It's it's huge, um, especially for an offense again, like I said, 25th and run scored. You need Jose Jorge Soler. I mean, 35 homers, um, an OPS uh, plus of 126, like really good. It's been really good this year. He, he reminds you of that Royals, um, Jorge Soler, this year. So, um, yeah, big, big. I mean, great for the Phils. I mean, you don't want to see anybody get hurt, but great for the Phils for this series. Um, bad for the Marlins. Huge. Um, and, I, you know, obviously the Marlins are a rival, so I don't love them. But, like, at the same time, sometimes you like to see these teams that don't necessarily, uh, you know, make the playoffs all that often, um, even though they do have two World Series to their name, um, kind of, you know, sneak in and have a chance at, you know, making a tiny, tiny little run. So, um, sucks for them, but good for the Phils. Um, so projected starters for the series, you're going to get Yuri Perez, like I said, on Friday and Christopher Sanchez and Saturday, Johnny Cueto, uh, versus Aaron Nola Sunday. It'll be Edward Cabrera and Ranger Suarez. To uh, round out the series, and Ranger Suarez uh, will be. This will be a second uh, start coming off the IL. Um, so important for the Phils to take again. Like I said, two of three. Um, would love a sweep, especially down two of their best players. And um, I know Alc- Alcantara hasn't been great all year, but he's been good since the you know the second half of the season. You know, since all start break. Um, excuse me. So. Uh, but important take two of three at the minimum. And I, but I would love this. I would love the sweep though. Would love the sweep, but I will be happy with taking two of three. That's all you're looking to do every single series here on out. But those Cubs, man, the Cubs have been really good. They're running the heels of the fills, uh, in the wild card race too. They are 76 and 64. You know, they're, they're, they're right there, but, um, take two of three, just take two of three, please. All right. So, uh, and we'll just, go right into around the league. Um, as far as the National League East standings, look right now, your Atlanta, the, or not your Atlanta Braves, excuse me, the Atlanta Braves, 90 and 48 uh, in first place. Phil's 77 and 62. Uh, second place, 13 and a half back. Miami, 72 and 67, 18 and a half back. The Mets, 64 and 75. And then in fifth, Washington the Nats 63 and 77 28 games back I just felt like saying that. Um and the wild card like I said, Phil 77 62 have the first spot 76 and 64 in second Chicago Cubs, the Marlins 72 and 67 um and then a half game back right on the heels of the Marlins are the Arizona Diamondbacks 72 and 68. The Reds 73 and 69. Uh, also a half game back. Then the Giants two and a half back. Man, the Giants have, have uh, kind of faltered a little bit here, but they're still in the race. I mean, this wild card race has really uh, just kind of fluctuated over the last uh, you know month or so. And then San Diego all the way at seven back. I think I really think San Diego's out of it by now, but who knows? I've seen crazier things happen. But the Padres don't feel like a winning team like that. So Padres have 66 and 75 and Pittsburgh 65 and 75. So those are your National League Wild Card standings. Um, so let's just do a little of this day in Philly's history. Why not just to round uh, the show out, put a bow on it. Uh, so 1911, yes, I'm going back that far because these are some fun ones. Uh, Grover Cleveland Alexander in his rookie year, the great Hall of Famer, Beats 44-year-old Cy Young, one zip. Young was in his final year in the majors, so that's pretty cool. Just wanted to bring up a couple Hall of Famers there. 1971, Greg Luzinski hits his first Major League homer off of St. Louis pitcher R. Cleveland. It's also the first homer by a Philly into the 500-level seats of the Fed. So uh, Greg Luzinski, his first Major League homer on this day uh, in 71. Also this day in 71. This is really interesting. Um, It kind of like confused me at first, but I I, kind of understood it after I read it a second time. Mike Anderson appears in the resume portion of a game that was begun on August 1st and suspended in the 12th inning. Even though he had played in seven games the week before, this game is considered his first because of when it started. Uh, So technically, Anderson's debut game took place before he was officially called kind of wild right so the game was suspended on august 1st in the 12th inning and then it resumed yeah so it resumed six days later and so technically it was like it's weird so technically you know he plays his first game six days later but he was playing yeah, it's 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 weird I, I don't know how many games he played after that or played I don't know if he played other games like you know uh in between that but that's pretty wild that's a wild that's baseball for you it's baseball Susan uh so a year later the great Hall of Fame one of the best Phillies players ever Steve Carlton defeats the Cardinals two to one earning his uh hundredth career win and 23rd victory of the year setting a new team record for South Paul's He also fanned nine, bringing his season total to 272, breaking the previous team mark set by Jim Bunning in 65 at 268. Um, And then last one here, 1996, Scott Rowland is hit by Chicago's Steve Trashel, breaking a bone in his arm. He has lost for the season after getting 130 at-bats, one more, and he would have not been considered a rookie the following season. So there you go. Scotty Rowland, Hall of Famer now. So All right, so let's go take 203 from Miami going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. Um, go Fightins. Uh, I will s- talk to you guys on Monday, hopefully after a series win. Continue uh, to stay top here in the wild car race. Uh, so Francisco Rojas here. Uh, go fills. I'll talk to you guys at the beginning of next week.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? news,
1: in order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports,
0: clock at four, Doncic, the step back three, you music,
1: you set my world on fire. Yes,
2: and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this.